ballin', still ballin' in the mix. It's that six, six long dick, slim nigga stickin' your chick, pullin' tricks, lookin' slick at all times. Let's go, Brendan. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Life in Paradise Podcast with me, your host, Brandon Harper. I'm just a regular dude with a regular job and lots and lots of opinions. So I come here about once every week or so to get them off my chest. Some you'll agree with and others you won't, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Today's Sunday, December 18th, 2022. Coming at you from a balmy 55 degrees in South Texas. It's nice and overcast. Here I am. Here I am. Another Sunday wasted by a plumber. Oh, might get more into the details about that. I might not. I'm still a little bit bitter because this is the third time this particular plumber has canceled an appointment on me. Needless to say, we are done with that plumber. Mm, Some people. But you didn't come here to hear me talk about plumbers. You came here to listen to my opinion on things that are happening around us. And hopefully, you'll be inspired to formulate your own opinions. They don't have to be the same as mine, as long as you think about them and make up your own opinion. I truly think the world would be a better place if we could all learn to disagree without being so disagreeable. So that's what I do. I come here to offload my unpopular opinions, and you can deal with them. Do with them what you want to. Whether you love me or hate me is not really all that important. What's important is that you take away what I say, add your own twist, reprocess it, and make it your own. And if there's one thing you'll know about me, it's that I don't do pre-recorded intros. So sit back, relax, and let me pop the champagne bottles for about the next 30 to 45 minutes. Champ. My chain light up like a lamp, cause now I'm back with the camp. I'm crawling similar to an ant, cause I'm low to the earth. People's feelings get hurt when they figure out what I'm worth. I got 84s poking out at the club. I'm showing out. I'm a player, ain't no doubt. Hoes wanna know what I'm about. Welcome back, everybody. Did I already say that? I may have already said that. I don't know, man. You guys, if I told you how much stuff I forget and I got to go back and listen to to see if I already said it, you probably wouldn't believe me. You might. You might by now. When I tell you that I can barely work this thing and I have a terrible memory, you've got to believe me because it's true. Anyway, I'm glad to be back after six days away from this podcast. Here I am. Got lots of stuff to get to today. I think I might have a special guest caller. If I can make all the audio work and everything communicate and work right with the timing, but don't hold your breath. We may have a guest caller, let's just say, calling from out of country here in a few minutes. And they're going to give us the lowdown on Sam Bankman Freed, who, if you don't know by now, he was the guy that demolished the whole FTX cryptocurrency exchange in the sake of greed. And retardation. Currently, Sam Bankman-Fried is being held in the Bahamas. They arrested him the day before he was supposed to testify in front of Congress. Congress wanted to drag him up there, and they wanted to know, tell us how you destroyed $40 billion of net worth, most of which were American citizens. But they didn't. They 
they had the Bahamas arrest him so he wouldn't have to testify before Congress. How convenient, right? None of this stuff is by accident. All this stuff is planned. It's all part of a plan. I know. I know. I've got my tinfoil hat on. You can't see me, but I've got my tinfoil hat on. Remember when conspiracy theories were not just a conservative thing? Remember when we were all allowed to question conspiracies and and question the behavior of these politicians that, I mean, nobody thinks they're saints, right? Who in their right mind would think, that's it's just not a good idea to question politicians. We shouldn't have conspiracy theories. We should just... Just let them get away with everything and don't question them. What kind of terrible idea is that? What This is such, I, I cannot believe we're at a point where they the left has done such a good job at labeling the right as conspiracy theories being a bad thing that they won't even question their own people. They won't even judge and question the people that they vote for because they've got them convinced to hate us so much, which is just, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me how well these people are controlling us. When I say these people, the, the, the politicians in conjunction with the media, they've got us divided. Here's another example. MAGA, MAGA, Make America Great Again, Donald Trump's slogan from when he ran in 2016. And, of course, he wrote it all the way through his presidency. And, you know, he like he does with a brand, he abuses it and he exploits it. So he did that, right? But he's done such a good job creating his brand, which is what the guy's known for. It's one of the very few things that I'll give him credit for is being good at building a brand. Another thing is a ruthless negotiator, which one could argue whether that's good or bad. But if you think that negotiating for your own best interest is best, then he's a good negotiator. So there's two kinds of negotiators, right? Some who want both parties to win and some who want to win it all. I think he's the latter. And if we're talking about how good someone is at that, he's extremely good at that. But nonetheless, the MAGA brand was his. He coined it, he copyrighted it, and he used it. And it, and it worked, right? People wear the red MAGA hats, everything MAGA this, MAGA that. Well, it's worked so well that now... The, they're called MAGA Republicans. The, the name of the party has gone from Republicans to MAGA Republicans. And whether you love it or hate it or agree or disagree or whatever, you have to admit that's phenomenal branding. It's phenomenal branding because he realizes that getting the media to talk about you, whether it's good or whether it's bad, will promote your brand. And I'm kind of wondering if that's what's going on with Elon and Twitter. Because he's, he's got them divided. He's got everyone split. He's got the Elon lovers and the Elon haters. And those who used to worship and love Elon for making cars that only burn electricity and don't destroy the environment have now turned on him. And I don't know why, because he still makes electric cars. But either way, the branding method of Trump might be working for Elon. We'll see. Twitter's, uh, Twitter's got some work to do. I talked about it a little bit, but they're... Um, they're up against a clock when it comes to money. Okay, I'm rambling. We'll, we'll get to the interview uh, here in a, minute, in a minute. But first, I'm going to talk about a study that I read about. It was quite remarkable. 
I don't remember the exact name of the study, but if you look it up, you can find it. And I would encourage you to do so as to not just regurgitate the things that I say. And the name, well, I have it noted as Rat Utopia. And I think if you look for something like that, you'll probably find it. But the gist of the study was to see what would happen if the experimenters gave rats everything they needed to live in harmony and to see what the population would do if all the rats were given, you know, the best food they needed, the best shelter they needed, places to exercise, everything they need to sustain. So the rats didn't have to build their homes out of, you know, little cardboard tubes from the from the toilet paper. They didn't have to go forage for their food. They always had water. They had plenty of space. There was no overcrowding. So they originally reached... Re- Man, I sound like Joe Biden. They originally released, I want to say it was like, I don't know, 100 rats, 50 rats, something like that. It doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. And they would clean the cage, and they would make sure that there's food and water and everything provided for the rats. And they wanted to see, okay, what will this population do? Will this population grow to a point where it's so crowded that they'll start eating each other and they'll be living on top of each other? Or what will happen? Well, the results blew me away. I, I would have never guessed. But what ended up happening was that I, th- I think the rats, the population doubled in the first 55 days. And they did all the calculations to figure out, you know, how much, how much space do rats need to live? You know, how many beds do they have? And so they had enough for, I want to say, like 3,500 rats in this big partitioned off box, basically. No humans really walked in and the rats couldn't get out. You, they would just reach in and put the food, put the water and whatnot. So the population doubled, I think, after 55 days. And they started to speculate, okay, now the the population is going to start doubling faster and faster because we have more rats that are breeding and of breeding age. Well, what ended up happening was crazy. All of a sudden, at some point, the rats just stopped breeding. And it wasn't overcrowded. It wasn't capacity. There was no shortage of food. I think that they said that the thing was at like, I don't know, like only a few hundred rats. I think it was less than a thousand. So it was nowhere near reaching what they thought would be the maximum level. And I want to say it was after, it was only like eight weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting some of the details wrong, but that's okay. Go look it up. Don't trust me anyway. After however much time, they quit breeding. And then they said that there would be some rats that showed no interest in the opposite sex. And these rats would just eat and go to sleep and eat and go to sleep. They wouldn't go exercise. They wouldn't do anything fun. And whenever they stopped breeding, the population started to decline. And eventually the last rat died. And they didn't stop putting in food. They kept giving them the resources. And so there's a lot of people who think that that behavior will translate to humans. And who knows if it's true or not. We'll never know unless we do the same experiment. But if you take a society or a group of people, it kind of makes sense that if you give them all their needs and you meet their needs and you give them whatever they need to sustain life, eventually they'll have no purpose. And if you don't have a purpose, there's no need to recreate. Re- procreate, recreate, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. No need to make babies. You don't have a purpose. And I tend to think that that's probably the case. I I tend to think that if you could take humans and give them everything they need 
and take away the the need for them to have to work for things and to supply and to create and be productive, I think eventually people will go crazy and die off. And I think this is why you're seeing more and more cases of mental illness and more and more cases of people that are homeless and end up on drugs and drug use and drug overdoses because we all have seen the, the movie star or the punk rocker who breaks. They make so much money. They have everything in life. They can't find enjoyment. They can't find satisfaction. So they turn to some type of substance or they get involved in doing illicit things like going to Epstein Island. You know, these people reach a point where nothing brings them joy. And I think this is what happens with the rats. Nothing brought them joy. There was no need to run around and find a mate. There's no need to forage for food. There's no need to do anything because it's all given to you. So I don't know. That's just my theory. I could be wrong. I'd encourage you to develop your own theory, do your own research, and let me know what you think. Maybe I'm just a fool. Who knows? Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. That's right, Joe. He'll never gain the heart and souls of the Iranian people while he's invading Ukraine. Good job, buddy. Speaking of Joe, I got a new one for you. You know, I don't think this one just came out. I think this has been out a while. Uh, this was with Joe Collins, who was running for a congressional seat in California, which you might as well just go jump off a cliff. But he tried. You know, he was a black guy, and everyone thought, well, he's a black guy. Maybe maybe they'll all vote for the black guy. And, you know, for some reason, Republicans think it's better to vote for the black guy, which don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. It depends on the guy. It doesn't matter what color his skin is. we got to elect the best guy or gal. But Republicans love to get the black vote. They talk about getting the black vote. Get the vote because the black, the black got the vote. The vote for the blacks. Because they know that black people tend to vote for other black people. And they also know that white people are desperate to vote for black people. Because the white people know that the black people will all vote for the black people too. So here's Joe Biden talking about something. And listen, I tried to understand what he was trying to say. I wasn't able to do it. I was not able to do it. Maybe you can do it. Here you go. You you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are you are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or you you know, or or or, or the mom and dad, or or, or 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 the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're no, I I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. There's what? Trusted interlocutors? What was that word? Hang on a second. Trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If if your kid wanted to find out, think of the people. Trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. I honestly have no idea what he's saying there. Trusted interlocutors. Whatever. Keep going. Here we go. People, if if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever. You if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there's a man on the moon. You know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? Uh, what was that gobbledygook? Okay, I know it's frustrating when I stop it. I'm going to play it all the way through. Maybe you can interpret it. Maybe you know what he's trying to say. I, I don't think any of you will, but here you go. From the top. Interlocutors and all men on the moon, kids, aliens, all the above COVID vaccination. Here you go. You you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are you are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or 
you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're, you know, no, I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not, you know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? And there you have it. We're living in a circus. We are living in a circus with Joe Biden as the president, and I don't know what to think, and I just am kind of embarrassed. But, man, here we are. Here we are, the interlocutors and all. They all hand you checks. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing, bing. Speaking of COVID, it's been a while. It's been a while since I talked about COVID. If you haven't gone back and listened to some of my early COVID commentary, I think you ought to. You ought to go back and listen to it because, I mean, I hate to say it, kind of. Actually, I kind of like to say it, but pretty much everything I said is kind of coming true. I'm just saying I'm just saying, which I hate the phrase I'm just saying, but I am saying, if you go back and listen to the early COVID stuff, one of the things you'll hear in there is me saying things like, everyone has a point in time at which they will abandon the mask. This has all happened, right? Most people have figured out that, hey, we don't really need the mask anymore. And and my whole point is that it's been on a timeline, right? We didn't all just wake up one morning and say, I'm done with that damn mask. Well, some of us did, but all at the same time, we didn't we didn't wake up at the same time and decide we were done with the mask. Everyone had their point at which they felt safe enough to go without a mask. And now looking back on it, we should be able to recognize the fact that some people reached that point earlier than others. Because it wasn't like someone waved their magic wand and all of a sudden COVID was gone and all of a sudden COVID was safe because we all know the vaccination did not do this because it's not really a vaccination. A vaccine stops viruses. It kills them, keeps them from spreading, and it makes them go away. We don't have that. We do not have it yet. We never will have it because this is like the common cold. There's nothing crazy about it. Common cold on steroids. I know, I know, there's people. But Brandon, people are dying. I get it, I get it, but it's just a small amount of people. And that's that's really what matters in my opinion. Statistics speak when it comes to policy, not feelings. We don't make policy based on feelings. We make them based on statistics. But nonetheless, I look around and every now and then I see people in their mask. And I think to myself, I'm going to give you a glimpse into my little brain here. I think to myself, okay, there's this person in a mask. They have a right to wear their mask. I don't care if they want to wear the mask. It's up to them. It means nothing to me. But there's also a person who sees them wearing a mask who is also probably yelling at me for not wearing a mask at some point in time, right? So there's someone who's caught in the middle. There's me who didn't tolerate the mask at all, virtually zero. And there's some other people who are still wearing it today and they feel safe. They're going to walk in the store and keep the mask on the face and, and feel safe. And then every now and then you see homeless people wearing the mask like a chin strap, but, but whatever. So there's the guys like me who didn't play mask and there's the people who are still playing mask and there's someone in between. The person in between was probably furious beyond belief with me for not wearing a mask. 
And I'd be willing to bet that same person looks at the person wearing the mask and thinks to himself, why are they wearing the mask? We don't need it. COVID's over. Like, COVID's done. We're done with COVID. Back to normal. We're trying to get back to normal. And I wish so badly I could talk to them and say, you see how you feel right now about the person in the mask? That's how I felt in, like, March of 2020, in April of 2020. So there's... No justification for treating people like that whenever you yourself have gone through the same timeline. Does that make sense? I don't know if it makes sense. I hope it makes sense. Another thing I thought was who would who would we all agree is dumber, okay? Is the person who never wore the mask dumber than the person who's still wearing the mask? Because in my opinion, both people have been called dumb at some point, right? I was the dumb guy, the dumb, stupid, redneck, inbred, knuckle-dragger, illiterate, Republican, conservative, gun-toting, Second Amendment, racist Nazi who didn't wear a mask. And then there's people that are still terrified for whatever reason. Their immune system's compromised. Whatever you want to say, they're still wearing the mask. And there's people out there who, who would call them dumb. And it's the same person in the middle that used to call me dumb and now calls the current mask wearer dumb. And I know that's not everyone. Just because you wear a mask doesn't mean you're dumb. But there are, I'm just saying there are people out there who called me dumb for not wearing a mask and they're calling the person who's wearing a mask today dumb. And I would like to talk to that person. I would say, hey, who do you think's dumber? Which one of us is dumber? Me or the guy that's still wearing a mask? And I would encourage you to come up with your own conclusion as well. Who was more logical, right? Well, it's different because they're being considered for other people. Okay, but who was more logical? That's all. Who was more logical? Don't play the compassion card. It's over. It's over. And here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a COVID-2 at some point. Hopefully it's not when I'm alive. But there will be a COVID-2, COVID Part 2. It might not be called COVID. But it's going to be the next big crisis. Because everyone got rich. The government, the politicians, businesses, everyone. Now we're about to pay the piper. That's okay. You're going to see what happens. But when COVID Part 2 hits, we're going to go through the same process over and over again. And there will be... A group of people who thinks we did not go hard enough. We didn't lock down fast enough. We didn't require people to stay home long enough. If we do that, we'll be better off. My response to that is, hey, have you guys seen China right now? Have you seen China? Yeah, because they're having a huge outbreak. Their country was has been entirely shut down for almost three years now. Their economy's in a bind. And you know why? Because they didn't let it run its course. They didn't let the virus make its way around. Once it does that, you're done with it. But here they are, three years later, still locked down, welding people in apartments, making sure no one gets the virus. We, we learn nothing. We, we will have learned nothing. We won't look at China. We won't look at Norway. We won't look at Sweden. We don't look at any statistics. We just go off how we feel. But here's how I know that we're over, we're all done with the mask is because now people will publicly make fun of masks on social media and Twitter 
an Instagram or whatever. And, you know, as time went on, there was like a smaller group of people or there was a small group of people at the very beginning that would make fun of it. And then as time went on, more people would make fun of it. More people would make memes. And then now it's like everyone's making fun of the mask. And so I hope that's an indicator that maybe things won't go back to how I presume they will when we have COVID-2. Either way, it's a phenomenon that shows that my guesstimate was right, my speculation that everyone would follow a timeline of acceptability and go from, we must wear a mask everywhere in public at all times to maintain safety to, okay, COVID's over. We don't need a mask anymore. And people let the media dictate to them when that point was. They didn't choose it on their own. They didn't go off of their observations. They didn't go off of statistical data. They went off whatever they were told to do. And I got news for you. That don't work for guys like me. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. You want to hear something funny? I had a dream about Nancy Pelosi last week. That's all I'm going to say. That is all I'm going to say about that. Let me tell you something. After dark, we all look Mexican riding down the street. Not me. I don't look Mexican riding down the street. Jessa Jackson. Okay, listen. Hey, I told you we got a special interview with a special guest, and I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to bring it to you next. But first, I'm going to talk to you really quickly about one thing that I observed this week. That was really cool. It was up my alley, as I'd like to say. And I've come to realize that I really appreciate something about people. I appreciate it when people geek out on something. And I'm, I'm kind of this way. I'm kind of a hobby whore. I do something. I go all in. I get decent at it. I get good enough. And then I drop it and I move on to something else. And that's I've just come to accept that that's my style. It's cost me a lot of money over the years, a lot of time. But that's okay. I've learned how to do a lot of things. So, But I really appreciate whenever people find a hobby and they just go and they go and they geek out and they get the most elaborate equipment and they funnel all their time and energy and resources. And it's something that I appreciate because not a lot of people do it. It, it typically, it takes someone who's, I don't I hate to say this, but to, to be kind of smart, like to... To get into something, and I'm going to give you an example. We recently hosted a meetup at the brewery for a group of guys who started a company that makes super high-end audio equipment. And I know audio equipment is a very loose, subjective, all-encompassing term. Well, these guys specialize in digital, what is it, digital audio coding or digital audio decoding. Hang on. Digital to analog something. I don't know. They make these boxes, and these boxes connect to a digital audio source, like let's just say your laptop. And so you connect your laptop to this this box. It plugs into the wall. It's got a power supply. But it converts the, the signal of the audio into analog, which analog is older. That's how old headphones work and record players and reel-to-reel tapes. It's a totally different way of producing sound than digital and so these guys have figured out that they can get the most true sound by using analog but they start out with a digital signal and they convert it to analog and so these guys like yeah they 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 like music and they like movies but they more importantly geek out on 
trying to produce the best sound in headphones they possibly can. And it's not about the experience. It's about the journey. It's about them buying this piece of equipment and setting it to this and tinkering to that and adjusting this and tweaking that. And it was so incredible to see these guys speak their own language to each other and try to explain how this stuff worked to a knuckle dragger like me. Because I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you plug that into that, into that, into that, into that. And what does that whole setup cost? And they'd be like, oh, about $10,000. So they'd be there with this setup, $10,000, just to make your headphones sound really, really good. And I, I applaud that. I think it's great. I think it's part of the American spirit. We should promote that. Parents, teach your kids to geek out. Let them go as far deep into a hobby as they possibly want to. Because that is what drives America. So, yeah, I got to hear what a $10,000 rig sounded like. I listened to a Bob Marley song, and, I mean, it sounded great. It was fine. But the average person, I don't think, could tell the difference. And, you know, it's like anything, right? When you have a race car and you want to add performance and you're just starting out, it's cheap to add the horsepower, right? Your dollars per horsepower is a low ratio. As you get higher in the process... Just to add a little bit of horsepower costs a lot of money. This is called the law of diminishing marginal returns. It applies in economics and almost everything. Anything that requires resources to enhance performance. For instance, it would be cheap to fly a plane 100 miles an hour or to build a plane that could fly 100 miles an hour. But to build a plane that could fly 1,000 miles an hour would cost way more than 10 times the amount of the 100 mile per hour plane if that makes sense. Law of diminishing marginal returns. Remember that and use it and you'll sound smart. But yeah, I really like people when they geek out on stuff. So I don't know. That was a really cool uh, thing to see. This guy's company is called Shit Audio, which I think is brilliant marketing. It's S-C-H-I-T-T. They were convinced to move their company here from California. It's just a little mom and pop shop. Um, and I respect them. They're living the American dream. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm legally blind. I can see barely. I'm legally blind. I can see barely. Boy, I do love me some Donna Goodo. I do love me some Donna Goodo. Hey, I ain't going nowhere. I'm still going to be right back in the streets. You did, because I'm innocent. I don't care what nobody got to say. I don't care what nobody got to say. I love that line. I love that line. I don't care what nobody got to say. I ain't no robbing type of person. I wouldn't do nothing to no innocent man. All right. I told you I got a special interview coming up. Here you go. I had an opportunity to interview one of the jail keepers in the, in the Bohemian prison where they have Sam Bankman Freed locked up. I don't know if you've heard all the hubbub from this week. But they got little Doughboy in jail. He wants vegan food. They won't give it to him. The conditions are harsh. His parents are upset. And he wants to go back to the U.S. But I'll let you listen for yourself. Here's the interview I got earlier with Mr. John Rowley. A special guest on the horn for you today. His name is John Rowley. Is that how you say it? John Rowley? Yeah, man. That's how you say it, man. Rowley. John Rowley. What's going on, John? I appreciate you coming on today's show. I understand you've got some insight for us on the status of Mr. Sam Bankman-Fried. He is, from what I understand, in custody down in your lovely prison in the Nassau, Bahamas. Is that right? 
Yeah, man, we got that dough boy down here, Mr. Sam Bankman Freed. He living every day in custody, man. He went from the penthouse to the poorhouse, and now he's struggling, man. <laughs> he went from the penthouse to the poorhouse. Yeah, man, he went from the penthouse. He was living up there with like 10 people, man. They was working all the time. They was doing the drugs, allegedly, and they were sleeping with everybody in the penthouse, man. And let me tell you one thing, brother. And not one of them not good looking neither. They're all kind of crazy looking. They're kind of computer people, if you know what I mean, man. Oh, that's pretty funny, John. Have you seen Sam yourself? I seen him the other day. He had himself in the cell, and him was asking for the vegan food. I told my friends, hey, you're not going to believe this. The people that were living in America, they're so rich. Him go without eat the meat. And my friend don't believe me. I say, yes, him don't eat the meat. Him only eat the vegetable. And this guy having billions of dollars and him don't even eat the meat. Him can't afford chicken. Him can't afford pork. Him can't afford anything, brother. And he only eat the vegetable. Not even eat the fish nor the lobster. I don't understand these people, brother. Him have all the money and him only want to eat plants. That's funny, is it? Is it true that he was actually requesting to be sent back to the U.S. because he thinks the conditions in the U.S. prison might be better and they, and they might be able to accommodate his dietary needs? Yeah, man, his mom and him dad calling up here every day saying, hey, please move the Sammy boy to the U.S.A. Him don't like the Bohemian prison. We don't treat our prisoner like the American. You cannot request your diet here, brother. You have to eat what we give you. You've been bad boy, brother, and you have to eat the food that we give you, brother. And him don't like it, but him don't have choice because him robbed lot and lot of people. Okay, well, all that makes sense. So you've got him in custody. He wants to eat vegan food. You won't give it to him. And now he's trying to get shipped back to the USA. Is the, uh, is the Bohemian government going to press any charges on this guy? You better believe it, brother. Him make the fake money. Him tried to buy the real estate with the fake money. He pay with some token. He call it FTT or something. And the token is nothing. You cannot spend it. And him trick everybody in the island to buy the FTT token. Him convinced real estate agent to sell the real estate and him tried to pay with the token. Him buy real estate for him's mother, his brother, his father. And this little boy going to go to jail for a long time. And hang on one second, Brandon. Hey, somebody talking. I know you over there. You take him outside, brother. I don't care. He don't piss himself. Him tell me some piss on himself in the jail cell because he not have medicine. I don't care. You take the boy outside. You whip the boy. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. I have to go now. We have lots of problems with the Sammy boy. I will go correct him, brother. Thank you, and God bless you. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having us. Uh, you take care of Sam, and call back next week. I'd like to hear some more of the story. Okay, brother. You have a good day. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. And there you have it, an inside look from the Bohemian jail that currently has Sam Bangman freed in custody.
We'll have uh, we'll maybe have him call back in next week. We'll see how it goes. As long as I don't get canceled, as long as they don't cancel me for having jail keepers call in, maybe he'd be back. So the other day, during my nightly Twitter perusing, I was doing some scrolling and I was thinking, I was thinking, why is it that people like Twitter so much? Why do they like it? Why is it that overall you can say this about social media, but I think that people like it because it gives people a chance to be heard and not have to be seen, right? Mainly Twitter. There's not a lot of pictures, not a lot of video. Now, TikTok, on the other hand, is for the people who really want to be seen. They want to see them doing their dances and speeches. So they each have their own reason that people use them. But I found it interesting that a lot of people like to be heard and they don't have to be seen. And I would have never guessed that. I would have never thought that that would be a concept that we would we would embrace, especially after we have the ability to see people at the same time that we hear them. But no, a lot of people don't want to be seen. They just want to be heard. And not even heard audibly, right? It's not even a bunch of audio clips. It's a bunch of letters that we have to type into a keyboard and make people read them. And it seems so archaic compared to the technology that we have available but it tells me a lot about humans. It tells me that they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be heard audibly. They just want their thoughts to be known. And I was thinking, imagine going back and telling a telegraph operator. Remember a telegraph? Beep, 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 beep. The old Morse code type things. Like, you know, the first way that we all communicated was just a bunch of dots and beeps. We decoded that into letters and numbers and words. And so I was thinking about, you. picture some old telegraph operator sitting there in his telegraph office, decoding the beeps and the clicks, and sitting down next to him and saying, hey, I'm from the future. I'm going to tell you how we communicate now. And I'm going to tell him all the steps that we've gone through. I'm going to say, yeah, we can send live video feeds to each other. We can send instant audio messages where you just hear them. There's no wires to hook up to anything. It just pops up on your phone. Virtually the instant they send it, it pops up. And imagine how amazed he would be. And then imagine how dismayed he would be when we tell him, well, yeah, we have the ability to be heard and seen and video and live feed, but we choose to send text messages and use Twitter. (laughs) And that just kind of... It made me chuckle a little bit because it's the opposite of what we would have expected. We would have thought that we would just do like FaceTime, right? And that we just always be talking to each other. Why would you settle for an audio call when you have a video call? And now it's like we don't even want to get on the phone and talk to each other, audio or video. We just want to send texts. And we don't even like to type out words. We just want to use emojis. It's funny the the way that communication is evolving. It's really not too different than the rat utopia experiment. We have all the resources we need to do things, and we're choosing not to do them. And I find that odd. So maybe that's an indicator that we no longer need to allocate so much resources into peer-to-peer live, real stream, real-time video instantly, you know? Like, we don't care about that. We, we want the experience to be reading words on a screen, which is mind-boggling to me. It really is, because... I'm fine with the voice messages. I'm fine with talking on the phone. I also understand the the efficiency of text messaging, 
but I don't think text messaging is good for communicating about sensitive topics and things that might involve the way people feel about things. I think that there's too much projecting going on, that there's too much inferring, right? You're guessing on what someone's tone is. It's just not good. Not a good thing. But regardless, here we are. We now text each other, and that's just the way it's going to be. And maybe one day, maybe one day, we'll bring back the telegraph. Because I kind of feel like we're going backwards sometimes. Why are you detaining me? You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job. I love saying that to people. I love saying that to people at the brewery when they mess up or they forget something, do something real little, that they're really not in danger of losing their job. But I still say, you about to lose your job. And most of them have no idea where it came from. And I think that will wrap up today's show. Today's a little bit shorter than usual. That's okay. Because they've been long lately. And so, going to cut it a little bit short. Got a lot of things to do. Got a website to work on. Got some accounting to do. Oh, wait. There's one more thing that I forgot to rant about. Oh, oh, listen. Hey, listen. If you're a plumber or an electrician or you like to do side jobs, get your stuff in order. Okay, get your get your program together before you put yourself out there. All right, I'm going to speak about an experience that I'm going through. And I hope if there's anyone out there who's considering starting their own service company, whereby they go to people's homes and they fix things or install things, they can learn from this situation that I'm going through right now. Okay, my house is old. It was built in the 50s. There's no gas run to the cooktop, which is on an island, all right? My stove died right around the height of COVID hysteria. I went to the store. There's a line out the door to get in the store. I said, I'm not playing this game. I ordered a cooktop online, cheapest cooktop. I could order it, showed up. It was broken within four days. The glass, you know, electric drop-in cooktop. So since March of 2020 until today, which is December of 2022, I've been using an electric skillet for instead of a stovetop. So I've got a built-in oven, but the stove drops into the countertop. And I thought, man, I've had enough of this electric stove. I don't want any more electric stoves. I don't like electric cooktops. If I ever meet the man who invented electric cooktops, I'm going to thump him in the ear as hard as I can. So finally... Enough time has gone by where I'm ready to start dealing with the cooktop again. So I called a friend of a friend who supposedly, allegedly, a plumber. Okay, so this plumber comes out, he looks at it, gives me a price. Yep, here's the price. I'm going to need money up front so I can go buy materials. That should have been my first red flag. I'm going to just hereby make a proclamation. I will proclaim that I will never use a service provider who cannot afford their own materials. I can't. I won't do it. I will not do it because they never, ever, ever goes the way it's supposed to go. Okay? So this individual quoted me 750 bucks for labor and materials to install the gas line to the island. I said, okay, deal. Let's do it. He says, I need $250 for my materials. 
Ugh, I should have pulled the plug then, but I didn't. I give him the $250. I send it on Venmo. A couple days go by. Hey, what's the deal with this? Oh, man, I'm uh, I'm working. I got some family issues. I'll get back to you next week. Okay, next week. Hey, what's the deal with this? Um, I should be there Monday or Saturday. I'll let you know. Okay. Saturday rolls around. Are you coming today? Yeah, I'll be there around 11. Okay. So I sit at home and I wait. And 12 o'clock rolls around. And I say, I text him, hey, where are you at, dude? Man, I got ended up getting hung up on this other job. And I'm waiting for an inspector. And I don't know when I can do it. I said, okay. Let me know when you can get me back on schedule. Another week goes by. Hey, man, um, I think I can do it Monday. Okay, well, come on Monday. I'll take I'll take the day off work, and I'll wait around for you to show up and then do the work. Monday rolls around. No guy. At this point, I've had it. I've had it. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Man, I had some personal issues. I had to take my son, blah, 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 blah. I'll be there Sunday. Okay, here we are. Today, this Sunday, December 18th, I get a message. Not from the guy. Not not from the alleged plumber, but from his wife. Okay? The dude's wife messaged me on from his phone to my phone and said, Hey, this is so-and-so. Uh, so-and-so's having uh, intense chest pains. And it's probably just from all the stress, from all the work that he's done. And I'll let you know, I guess he can just call you when he's on his way. Now, this was eight minutes before the guy was supposed to be here. And that's it. I'm done. We're done. I messaged him. I said, return my money. You send my $250 back. Best of luck. Do you think I'll ever see the 250 bucks? Nope. I will never see that $250 again. It's gone. It is gone. I gave it away to someone I should not have trusted. So now this individual has cost me, I don't know how many hours of my time, maybe six, six hours of my time, and I got nothing done, and I've given him $250, and it just, uh, yeah, it set me off a little bit. So I got a note to talk about terrible contractors and that's what i that's what i'm talking about terrible contractors don't ever hire someone who cannot afford to buy their own materials unless it's a big 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 job if it's a big job i get it we're talking about 250 bucks bro you can't afford to buy 250 dollars worth of materials why are you trying to work for yourself go work for somewhere else where you can show up with your tools and leave with money it doesn't take any money to make money when you work for someone else. It takes money to make money when you're working for yourself. Oh, anyway, I had to rant. I, I sure hope you're not that guy. I sure hope you're not the kind of guy that when your hair's gray, you still can't get your act together and you're still solving your kids' problems. You know, hopefully by the time your hair's gray, you've taught your children how to solve their own problems. What do I know? I'm just a dog trainer. I don't know anything about kids or, or kid problems. Okay, rant over. That's it. You heard the rant about the worthless plumber. I appreciate you listening to Life in Paradise podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Harper. Hope you enjoyed the Sam Bankman Freed interview. I hope everyone has a great week. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope everyone stays warm. Go out there. Be a good person. 
do something good for an old person, hold the door open for somebody you don't think deserves it, perform good maintenance on your vehicles, rub your dog's tummy until it groans, outwork yourself every day, and most of all, keep it tranquilo. Bye-bye.